everybody here, um, but uh, my name is Casey, one of the pastors serving alongside you here. Um, hey, we are on Facebook Live, so I'll try not to cuss today. Hey, Facebook Live, everybody say what's up. Yeah, Say that with enthusiasm, right? I'm going to talk about that in a second. All right, cool, cool, because uh, we got coffee. We're ready to roll, man, so we are, we are good to go. But uh, we, are, we are in this uh, now, this Believe series. We are in the 20th week of a 30-week series. So we're two-thirds of the way through this. And so the first uh, 10 weeks, if you haven't been uh, familiar with it, the first 10 weeks we are uh, talking about what we believe, things like the Bible, things like who God is and the Holy Spirit and salvation and, and, and those kinds of things. Because we do believe that the Bible is the complete, inspired, inerrant Word of God. It's one of the foundations that we have. So when I read to you parts of Scripture, I'm reading to you what God has said. So it's one of those things that people are like, oh, why are you going to say it like that? I said, because God did, right? That's one of the things I like being about, about being a preacher is that I get to tell you what God said, and then if you've got a problem with that, you go get to go talk to God because I didn't come up with the idea, right? It's kind of one of those deals. So the pressure's not really on me to, uh, to, uh, to try to take the heat for God. He can handle it a lot better than I could, so I love that. And so we did that for the first 10 weeks about what do I believe. These 10 weeks, we say now, now we take this belief and we say, what do I actually do? Because faith and belief without action, I had a, uh, a friend of mine text me this uh, yesterday morning, it was a yesterday morning, uh, yes, yesterday morning about this whole idea of not, if, if we just absorb the word and study the word without actually doing something with it, it's like like eating a whole bunch and never exercising. We become bloated and we become, you know, that kind of thing. Like we come out of shape and we're unable to be part of the uh, kingdom and the war that we're to fight without being in shape. Does that make sense? I thought it was one of really cool, really cool idea that I had never heard of before, never thought about it like that. So we don't just absorb the word. We don't just eat the, the meat of the word. We actually meet, we, we eat and then we go do it. We exercise what God has put into his word. So we're talking about what we do and actually what like what we believe and then what we actually do. And we've talked about things like prayer, Bible study, those those kinds of things, sharing our resources. And this week we're talking about sharing our faith. I want to kind of backtrack a little bit about what like what we've gone over for the last few weeks because it's been really, really cool and they all tie in, especially these last three weeks with today. Because on Mother's Day, we went over the APEST giftings. And by the way, my voice is a little bit shot, so I may have to cut the message short a little bit. Just FYI. Did I hear hallelujah back there? Somebody said that. That hurts. You know I'm right here, right? You know, you know I can hear you, right? Um, but I, no, I just really, really too. So if I start uh, uh, going to a whisper and everything like that, I'm screaming from the inside. Is that cool? So on Mother's Day... We went over the APES giftings out of Ephesians 4, the, uh, the, the APES being some, God has given some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists and shepherds and teachers. And we talked about how those giftings done in the right way, in submission to one another, in love with one another, um, build the body up in unity and maturity. It's a beautiful, amazing thing. A couple of weeks ago, we went over talking about making the most of our time, where we're no longer going to be uh, like getting our behinds kicked 
by the day because the scripture says the days are evil and we are to uh, overcome evil with good so we're going to be telling our days what to do diligently scheduling uh, what to do and, and and taking control of the schedule that sometimes just generally over overwhelms us and we talked about that uh, last week dr nathan chang by the way did you enjoy his message last week on giving our resources this is what we do like i love that Man, Doc, Dr. Chang did a great job, and I love, I love what he said. Last, I got, we talked about a little about, about time and money and how these things kind of, uh, kind of coincide and how important it is to get control of both in our life. Let me back up a little bit to Colossians 3, uh, starting at verse 23. God, uh, Paul writes to the church, um, it, it, uh, the Colossian church says, Whatever you do, do it. <laughs> I love this. People are like, it's enthusiastic. Okay, let's try this one more time. Whatever you do, do it. Come on, man. That's why, honestly, I will never, ever apologize for having enthusiasm no matter what we do because that's what God said. You got a problem with that? Go talk to God about it. Amen, right? Do it with some enthusiasm. That's why when people come in here and we're like if we don't have enthusiasm in our services, guys, if we don't have enthusiasm in our serving, if we don't have enthusiasm in our community events, dude, we were doing the electric slide yesterday, right? Last night, seriously, Pete was there dancing with his little girl, right? Were you dancing? Did I catch you dancing? Because I was in a car accident yesterday. I don't remember much. So I actually got rear-ended. Like, <laughs> I'm constantly at a dance. Very nice. Very nice. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. Jesus says in the, from the Sermon on the Mount how these two tie in together are awesome. He says from his very first public ministry sermon says, don't collect. This is what Dr. Chang was talking about last week. Don't collect for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But collect for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where, ne where, where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, right? People are saying all the time, how come we're always talking about money and stuff right like i'm so tired of the giving ladder to well, here's the deal we've been here five years we've given nine messages on money right we don't talk about it enough like i think we probably ought to talk about it a whole lot you know why because jesus talked about it a whole lot because if the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil and i'm going to share with you how sharing your faith ties into this trap of money and material wealth and if we we don't help people understand the, the, like the, the traps of the American dream and the, and, and the traps of the pursuit of riches. We're going to do them a tremendous disservice and we're going to waste a lot of time trying to share with them the gospel. They're going to say yes and get pulled away by the world. We've got to understand this, right? Because, like all of these things about, about our giftings and our time and our sharing of our resources that we talked about goes greatly into the message today about what it means to share our faith matthew 6 19 24 says no one can be a slave of two masters since either 
He will hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot be slaves of God and money. Time and money are a matter of the heart. Like, like, I, 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 honestly, I look at the scriptures and I go, this is a heart issue. It's not a matter of finances. It's not a matter, matter of, I need more time. It is a matter of our mind and our heart that approaches it the way God wants us to approach it. And I will tell you this, time is more critical to make sure that we are great stewards of than money because time, unlike money, can never be made back. And if we waste time, guys, it can never be returned. God has given us an amazing gift. How many people are old school Saturday Night Live people? Stuart Smalley, right? I'm good enough. I still have a, a note on this podium that says, you are good enough, you are smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. I still, this is the kind of church we're in, right? But if you ever see that old Stuart Smalley, he goes, every, gives, every day is a gift. That's why they call it the present, right? That's so funny to me, but that's just kind of those, those kind of things. Like, like, but here's the deal. He's kind of right, right? It is a gift. Time is a gift. And we, if we're intentional with our time and we're focused with our resources, our lives look different than they used to. Like, there's a, there, like, like if we're not overwhelmed by our schedule and getting the snot beat out of us all the time, by the day, oh no, this happened, oh no, what about that? And we're constant panic mode. And the same thing with our finances, our lives look a little bit different. We got some calm in our lives. We've got some, some peace in our lives. We, we walk with a little bit more not freaking out like the rest of the world does. And if we end that, and people want to, want to have the lives and the attitude and the joy and the peace and the love that we have, it will be a whole lot easier to share our faith, which is what we're talking about today. Amen? Say it with some enthusiasm. Amen. Exactly right. So if we do those things, sharing Jesus comes easier to us and for us when we have victory over these areas of gifting and of time and resources in our lives. Our Jesus story that we share with people will become so much more effective when people are like, I want to be like you. Because if we're in chaos, if we're constantly in debt, if we're constantly running around going, oh, no, no, and, and, our, and our schedules are not in control, it's really hard to talk to somebody about Jesus for several reasons. We don't have the time. We're constantly pursuing money. And nobody wants to be a part of that when we do share with them. Oh, yeah, I need to tell you about Jesus. People are like, I don't want nothing to do with you. Right? But if we're, if people want your life, and they're like, how do you handle the stress of this job? How do you handle the, all the stuff that's going on in the world and the political stuff and all the talking heads that are at each other and all the political gotchas that are going on and Trump this, pro-Trump this, and anti-Trump that? Like, how do you handle that stuff? And you're so calm. And you're always smiling. And it's easier to share the Lord when that happens. Guys, you know, I was in a car accident and got rear-ended yesterday. Like I was kind of joking about, I don't remember half of yesterday. It's kind of half true. But, you know, my brain's not all that great anyway. But 
I got rear-ended yesterday, right? And so we were kind of pulled off the side of the road and started talking to the lady. She's really sorry and that kind of thing. We you know, exchanged all the insurance stuff, that kind of thing. And I was like, where do you go to church? I mean, I had a New City church shirt on. I almost cussed the first service. <laughs> I've only actually done that once. It's totally by accident, but I got called out on it, right? Got a New City church shirt on. And, you know, I was telling her I was heading to a, a community event we have for, for Edgerton. I was like, where do you guys go to church? And she lived right around our Shawnee campus. I said, man, we would love to have you. She was like, all right, I'm going to check it out. I mean, dude, why not take the advantage of every opportunity? I mean, we obviously needed to meet for a reason, right? Who knows? But I'm thinking this is, this is important for us to be able to do this no matter what circumstance. And if we're living our lives in such a way where the days are not controlling us and the money is not controlling us and we have amazing, incredible joy and peace in our walk people want to have our lives and we're able to do those kinds of things amen with enthusiasm amen amen right on jesus said and when we're talking about the the whole idea of 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 sharing the good news he tells a parable in matthew 13 about about spreading seeds and sometimes they fall on the path and sometimes they fall on rocky soil and sometimes they fall on thorny soil and things like that. And so for us, like, like I want us to be thinking about, we do a lot of community events, right? We did one yesterday, summer block party, all that kind of stuff. We do those things. Now, we do those things not to bring people into the church necessarily because we don't get a lot of actual people coming into the church because of our community events. What we want to do is when you share the good news, when you share your faith, that you've got a place to help them understand who God is as part of a body. And a lot of times people will say things like, oh, you're that church that's always doing the Macarena out in the middle of the, sorry, at the, you're that church that does, the, uh, oh yeah, let me tell you a couple of stories. I, I was able to, to share the, the gospel with a guy on his deathbed a few weeks ago. You know why I was able to share? Because we do all the community events and they saw us at a community event and they said, Hey, could somebody get in touch with that pastor? And they knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody that was here. And so we just want to have, uh, you know, this shared event. Now, here's the thing. I went to, went to share the, the gospel with him on his deathbed. Or he messed me. Like he was a, these bullies that come after us, man. He's, he steps in front of those guys for you and me. So, so we're in him and he's in us. And we're to step in front of the bullies for, for other people. And so I'm with this guy, and I said, dude, I'm just telling you, I don't know you, you don't know me, but I know Jesus, let me introduce you to the real guy. Is that fair? And he's like, yeah, I want to see him. Because here's what, he had these hospice chaplains come in, and they would come in, Jim, you doing okay? He'd be like, get out, because it's this sweet. This guy's a construction worker. And so that's what I told him. I said, dude, you're a construction worker. So is Jesus. You, he's watching westerns. I said, you like gunslingers, don't you? I said, yeah, man. Jesus made a whip of three cores and drove out the bullies. Like, I love this, man. But if that's not enough, he did those things and then rises from the dead. 
and the only guy in all of history to make a claim of being God and fulfill all the prophecies from hundreds of years prior to him ever coming and then rises from the dead. And this dude was a gunslinger, man. Whew. And that dude was like, I want it. So his family comes in, right? And I'm talking to them, and, and, I'm, and I'm sharing what I shared with them, and they're like, we want that too. Now, here's the thing, right? Some of them may have had proclamations of faith and things like that. So I have this funeral for, his name is Jim, Jim Reed. And I have this funeral for him. And I told the story, and I used the salty language in the funeral. I got... got so I said, hey, this is what I told him. I just, I just want you to know. And there's a truck driver in there, right? That is his son-in-law that moved here, haven't gotten involved in the church and things like that. And this is probably maybe, a, maybe three weeks ago. And he told his family, he says, I like what that guy said about Jesus. I want to get to know that guy. I want to get to know, I want to go to his church when we get settled and things like that. And so... He goes, and, if he, and, he, and he told his family, hey, if I ever die, I want him to do my funeral. All right? Well, this is crazy. But he was in an accident and was killed last week. Guess who's doing a funeral? Right? And guess whose family wants to just, just like, we want to be a part of this church. We want to just, like, seriously, dude. I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I love that. I love it when, when, when pe- God's people get to go home. It sucks for us, right? But I can with confidence have a party at a funeral, right? With some enthusiasm. People are like, man, I ain't never been. People walked out like, man, this is the f- most fun funeral I've ever been to. You put the fun in funeral, right? I don't know. It's a party, man. A party in heaven? Why not party here, right? <coughs> but Jesus said, you then, listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. Somebody shares the gospel with them. They didn't quite understand it. The enemy says, okay, have that. Going to pull them away, right? Happens all the time. This is the one sown along the path. The one sown on rocky ground, this is one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Bet, I like that. I want to be a part of that, right? Yet, he has no root in himself, but is short-lived. When pressure or persecution comes because of the word, immediately, he stumbles. Now for us, 2,000 years ago, there was real persecution going on, right? I mean, these guys were hunted and killed and all that kind of stuff. They couldn't have a job. Their testimony not, not, not even allowed in court. They couldn't even defend themselves before a judge. Someone accused them. Sorry, you're one of the Christian guys, right? Little Christs, what they call them. Amazing. So there's real, genuine persecution for us. It's like, I don't want that person to think I'm silly. Right? If I share my faith, it's going to get weird. Right? 
Well, if, 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 I, if, I, if I say something to that person about my faith, then it might affect our relationship. Dude, really? I'm like At some point, we got to say, listen, Jesus rose from the dadgum dead. Like we ain't got time for this crap, man, for real, right? Amen. Are you with me? Like, we got to be sharing our faith, man. No longer, no longer can we be walking around going, man, I, I, like, yeah, but, yeah, but I don't know what to say. You don't have to know what to say, but say something, right? Say something. Like this church, man, we work really hard, really hard. The, the worship is amazing. I joke about the preaching being, you know, but we were all work really hard to make sure, like, like first impressions folk, Kid City folk, everybody, like everybody works really hard to make sure that people that come here have an amazing, incredible experience that you don't have to be embarrassed about. There's nothing wrong with inviting people to come to church. You can and share your faith. And when they say, what do I do next? Hey, come to church. It gets easy, right? There's a great pattern here. This is a wonderful opportunity for us to be able to, to have someone engage with part of the body, to be able to find other believers that they're friends with. Right? Right? And so when we have people that say, I don't know what to say, here's what I want you to do. Let me finish the parable and I'll, and I'll explain to you kind of the approach we ought to take and the mentality we ought to take, the way our heart and our mind ought to approach this. Verse 22. Now the one sown among the thorns. This is the one who hears the word, but the worries of this age, listen. You want to talk about how time and money and gifting, all those things tie into sharing your faith, right? Now the one sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the worries of this age and the seduction of wealth choke the word and becomes unfruitful. Guys, it is not just enough to share our faith. It is, we have to share our faith and show people that, hey, this is going to get tried. The, the enemy, the seductions of wealth, the, the, the cares of this world are going to try to pull you away and help them expect that. Put some armor around them. A lot of times people come to me and they go, hey, I want to know Jesus and I'll try to talk them out of it. You guys think I'm crazy. But I only want to talk out of it from the standpoint of, are you sure you're ready for this? Because this is going to get wild. Like it's going to get crazy. The enemy is going to try to snatch that out of your heart. He's going to try to put you in places where it's going to choke you out. It's going to be a fight and a battle. It's not going to be this, hey, I'm getting baptized and everything's going to be great. It's going to get harder probably for you. But it's worth it. We're not here that long. Amen. That's why we got to be enthusiastic about this stuff, man. We got to be fired up to see his body, to see his kingdom, to see his church grow like crazy. Not just in numbers, but also in unity and maturity. But the one who's sown on the good ground, this is the one who hears and understands the word, who does bear fruit and yields. Some 100, some 60, some 30 times what was, what was sown. And I've had people ask me, 
What did you say to that guy? That because I had the family ask me, like, this dude ain't stopped smiling since you left, you know. And I was like, I had nothing to do with me, bro. I said, here's what happens. There have been people for years that have been chopping at that tree. And so you guys, some of you guys chopped at the tree of your, of your dad. Some of, of his friends chopped at that tree when they shared the good news with him. I chopped at the tree and I just happened to see the tree fall. But everybody that shared the good news, shared their faith with him, had a stake, as much of a stake, just because I got to see the tree fall, they all did it too. And so don't worry about the results. Don't worry about if you ever see the result of sharing your faith. It does not matter because other people are going to be chopping at the tree too. You may just be one in a line of thousands of, pe- of chops on that tree. Some trees are just more hard to bring down, right? But it is not up to us to bring people into the faith. It is not up to us to, sa- to, to save people. That's God's job. We don't have that kind of power, amen? But we do have the power to share our faith. And not be jerks about it, right? And serve people and love people to the point where they want our life and they want to be a part of what God is doing. Don't worry about it. Don't be afraid about it. But just do it, right? And I want to share with you a a video that came out about 10 years ago. You guys know the, the magic duo, the Penn and Teller? Penn and Teller, Penn, Gillette, and... Something teller, teller something. I don't know. He's just teller, yeah. <clears throat> so this video was a kind of a selfie video that was put out years ago, and Penn Gillette that's in the video. It's kind of a grainy video, so but you'll get the gist of it. But Penn Gillette was a, is is an atheist still, and he and he's talking about a guy that that chopped at his at his tree. So take a listen.
I've never heard. Am I on or did I turn myself off? There we go. I have never heard a better message about giving, sharing your faith than from that atheist. I mean, that's incredible, man. It's incredible, right? So, so here's what I want us to be thinking about. I firmly believe Pendulette, his tree will fall. Right? That's some good shots. That was a good shot that he, that he experienced, right? That was a good one. And there's going to be others that are going to be. If, if people know Jesus, what does is, what is Jesus say? My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. This is a promise, right? And our job is just to introduce his sheep to him so they can hear him, right? And that's our, that's our duty. That's our, our work. And it is work. And to understand our gifting and to understand our time management and, and diligently making sure that we're not overcome by evil, but we overcome evil with good. And we're diligent with our, our resources and our finances and we tell our day and our money what to do and we're going to honor God in everything. And when we share our faith, people will be like, man, I don't know about all that, but I want to be more like you. How do I get involved? And we can bring them in here. We can bring them Sunday the next week over to old Shawnee days and have them minds blown because we're looking at trying to have 20 guys bring somebody next week oh, oh what if they think I'm weird I don't know 
be weird. Amen. Just be weird. Who cares? Don't intentionally be weird or odd for God, but just some people are going to like you and not like you no matter what you do. Jesus sent his guys out two by two in Luke 10. I want to leave us with this. And he says, you know, if they accept you, they accept you. If they don't, man, just kick rocks. And he told them, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. We need to go get more workers. If the workers are few, we need to get more workers. That's our job. Amen? Say it with enthusiasm. Amen. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Our, our job is to go harvest. Go get them. They're there. It's plentiful. It's bountiful. It's what Jesus said. Got a problem with that? Go talk to Jesus because I didn't say it. But I'm going to do what he said because he's God and he rose from the dead. Father, we are amazed at you, that you you have given us this incredible opportunity to be embarrassed or to be weird or all those things, Lord, that, that is not from you, Lord. May you give us confidence and swagger and a gunslinger mentality, just like you gave your son Jesus, man, when he was here. To not just share our, our, our faith with other people. Yes, absolutely. But to do it not because we have a great technique or, or have all these great words or, or, or have this wonderful opportunity. But we take the opportunities. We make the most of the time. We share our resources in such a way that it gives us a great, amazing, incredible enthusiasm for you. And it's contagious. And may we not be able to help but share you with others and bring people into the body of believers and do this for the rest of our lives until we see you face to face. God, as we give this morning, as we share our resources this morning, as we do all the different things, may we do it with enthusiasm that doesn't come from anything but you because you are who you are and we love you for that Father, it is in your son's amazing name that we pray again with some enthusiasm everybody in the house said amen yeah guys we get to bring the offering forward this time um, I'm, so I, I mentioned the